Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore brand new YouTube search updates, evergreen insights, live stream trailers, and a lot more with Diana Gladney. If you want to understand how to benefit from these YouTube changes, then be sure to stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner, and this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. Are you ready to level up your marketing? Then register for our ninth annual Social Media Marketing World. You get unparalleled social marketing training delivered by experts that you can trust. Register today at socialmediamarketing.world. And now for this week's expert guest. Diana Gladney is a YouTube expert and consultant. Her YouTube channel is designed to help entrepreneurs and marketers simplify the video creative process. And she's host of the Video Simplified Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Diana. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. So there's been a lot of changes with YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with search changes. They've made some visual changes, right? So kind of explain it to us. We're not looking at pictures of it, but what's changed and why is that important? Yeah, for sure. So YouTube is trying to get more people to engage with the videos that they see versus only going off of the thumbnails, that initial large image that you see when you enter a query into YouTube. So these new visual updates include the ability to see channel chapters. So you'll see maybe 10 chapters or so, however many get added to the description of that video where they'll expand and you can actually see what's going on. In addition to if you scroll over or you're kind of looking at that thumbnail for a second, trying to decide if you want to watch it, then you'll see a snippet start to play of the video so you can be more intrigued to click. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. Now, I've seen an example of this, an animated GIF. It looks almost like as you're watching the video, you see what looks like shorts, little vertical videos with timestamps on them so that you can kind of I guess, preview what those chapters are going to be about. Is that kind of the idea? Yes. And so the goal is to get more people engaged with the content and more retention to the video, because what you'll see is that just historically, the first 30 seconds or so, either people are skipping or they're leaving. Well, that doesn't really help people that are making good content, but it's just further in the video. And it doesn't really help YouTube with making sure people stay on platform because too many searches, they think they're not finding the answer, they bail. So being able to see these little thumbnail images with whatever that title chapter is, which is whatever you call it, and where that is, you'll see a little timestamp in there as well to see if it's at two minutes, 12 te- seconds or so have you. Then you can click on that little icon or that thumbnail. It'll take you directly to that part of the video. And now that person is like, this is what I wanted and choose if they want to watch the rest of the video or not. I have YouTube TV. I don't know if you have it or not, but when you're scrolling through on your TV, you can kind of see a little preview of what's actually happening before you go into the channel. It's kind of like that almost, isn't it? 
Yeah, the channel chapters don't play, but if you see that video come up in, in the initial search section, then you'll see on the main video a little bit of it kind of play a little bit. So is this active and live right now? And so is it only videos that have chapter markers or whatever they're called that this works on or how does that all work? So YouTube is also, this is another update that we probably will dive into where they're introducing what's called automatic chapter titles. So they're automatically add to where they believe that are the relevant bits of the video, obviously based on the machine learning, things like the captions and so forth. So they can say, this is what's happening throughout that video. But that's the thing. It's like, you can add this or YouTube will do it themselves. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Should we add them? Should we let YouTube do it themselves? Like what's your professional advice? So this is available for regular videos as well as for live streams. And there is an option so you can select and add this to multiple videos or you can choose upon upload if you want to include this or not. I think that this is a good option, but I don't think that you should let YouTube dictate what those relevant bits of your video is because they're not the expert of the content and they don't know what's relevant to that ideal viewer that's searching for the content. So they may get it get wrong or they may title it something generic and if you include what you want it to be specifically, you can get more, you know, relevant search points and more chapter titles to where people will want to engage. So I think it's good if you can't get to doing the chapter titles yourself, let YouTube maybe automatically figure that out. But I do think it's important probably within the first few days or before, honestly, you upload a video, go ahead and add those channel chapters. So what I'm hearing you say is click the box if there is such a box to let it do it mm -hmm. until you get around to doing it because it's better to have it kind of right than not have it at all, right? Absolutely. Okay, what else on the YouTube search side of things is new? Talk to me. So I think it's important to note also with those channel chapters, which is something maybe YouTube hasn't specifically denoted, but when you are on Google and you are searching for that query, those channel chapters do come up in search on Google. Uh -huh. So that's something that marketers need to be taken advantage of. So I think it's important to what you call the channel chapters, not tip one, two or three, but think about that additional search query that may be related to that initial video topic and add that because you can get that to either play that subsection on, on Google, or you can just have it recommended and then they can go to that video and watch. By the way, these previews are without audio, right? So do you think these are counted against the video watch time or is it a separate metric? What's your thoughts on that? From my experience, what I'm finding is that when somebody goes to that specific channel chapter in your analytics, that data is also present because you'll see continuous, what's called continuous segments. So there's what's different parts in the YouTube analytics when somebody's watching the video you'll see that continuous segment. And if you can trace that back to at two minutes, 12 seconds, we talk about tip number two, X, Y, and Z, then you'll know that continuous segment is actually drawing a lot of people there. They haven't furnished where they update the dashboard in YouTube studio to say that this channel chapter specifically with that verbiage is resulting in this. But if just that little bit of research, you'll be able to see how successful a channel chapter is doing versus others. Automated translation of captions and titles and descriptions. What are your thoughts on this? I think this is fantastic because YouTube is trying to introduce this uh, international audience. It's like you're on YouTube, but you're not interacting together. And so American audiences or English speaking audiences will be able to engage with people that are from another country. So YouTube adding this automatic transcription so that we can read what that video is actually about is their hope and goal to get more people to watch that relevant video versus just assuming that it's not on YouTube because it's not being shown to them in their preferred native language. YouTube has rolled out 
with something that I have in my notes here called Evergreen Video Insights. First of all, what the heck does that mean? Isn't everything on YouTube evergreen? I mean, what is it? It is. So it is evergreen on YouTube. But what they specifically mean is when you go into the YouTube studio in your dashboard area, they're trying to get to a place where they're educating creators about how YouTube works. And once you publish a video, it's not just like one and done. And then that video dies. They want you to know that your older videos is actually that evergreen content is actually performing well, or here's how it contributed to your overall numbers and you know views for that month. Because it could let you know that something that you produced six months ago is starting to retrend again. And here's how it's impacting you today. Ah, is this like a new tab or where do we find this insight? So far, it's just on the dashboard that I found. They haven't introduced uh, a different type of tag or, or metric for that uh, in the studio. But when you're going to that initial homepage page for your dashboard in studio, you'll see that specific headline that will say your current views and what that is and if older videos are. So it's more of like a prompt from YouTube more than an actual tab. Do you know what they qualify as evergreen videos? Is something like over 60 days old or something like that? Or do you have any sense of how they delineate between something that's new versus evergreen? Yeah, I haven't been able to find any like concrete data on that. I'm sure they do have a number, but I'm curious as to what that would be if it is a 60, 90 or 120 days. Because honestly, when you think about the keyword research and SEO and how YouTube works, you need at least 28 to 30 days before you can even get data initially on how that video is doing as a whole. So even like 90 days is still relatively new. So I'm thinking anywhere from like 90, 120 plus days, then that probably is kind of falling into that category because it's been on the platform long enough to be seasoned. Okay. This next update is kind of exciting for those of us that do live streaming. So why don't you give us the skinny on what it is exactly? I'll just let you kind of describe it. Sure. So YouTube introduced previously where you can have YouTube premieres and that's for a regular video that you would upload, but you now could do like 15 seconds to three minutes. And now for live streams, what you can do is do a premiere for that. And it's basically a pre-recorded video that you would list. You can make it public, but I think it makes sense to make it unlisted so that it's not contributing to your analytics in that kind of a way or interrupting anything. And again, 15 seconds to anywhere to three minutes to say what is coming up, kind of like a movie preview, but for a live stream. So I think it's very fascinating. Yeah, they're calling it trailers, right? Mm -hmm. And Mitch on our team actually showed us how to get to it. And it's kind of tricky. I don't know if you've tried it yet, but mm -hmm. I believe you have to go into your scheduled video and then click on analytics or edit or something like that. And then you can upload a trailer. Have you seen this yet? And I'm trying to think about like, practically how this works. I mean, I would imagine it's only there, obviously, from the moment you schedule the live stream until it goes live and then it must mm -hmm. magically disappear, right? Well, what I found to be true, similar to how the regular YouTube premieres work for recorded videos, this is something that you must go through the YouTube desktop application, click on like the camera icon and all of that to go into where you would natively schedule a live stream as if through YouTube. So I'm not seeing third party services offer this yet. I would like to see that so it's easier to access, but they kind of buried it a little bit. What I think is important when you're preparing to do this is to have that recorded trailer done and uploaded and processed first. So when you go in there, you actually see it uh, available and then the trailer goes away once the video is actually live and stuff like that. Got it. But have you seen a trailer on a live stream? I'm just curious what it looks like, or it's probably just going to look like a little 60 second clip or something like that. Or it looks like it can be up to three minutes, huh? Yeah, I haven't seen a lot, but those that I have seen are usually like for interviews. And I think it 
promotes them very well because they can, you know, show bits about what that person does or what their experience is. So I've only seen a couple, but those that I have seen, I really do like it because it, you don't know that person initially, you, you follow the creator of the originator of the channel. So an interview or something of the like that you're introducing, it has worked well for those uh, small amount of creators that are using it that I've seen. Is there an advantage to doing this because of the way people are notified when you go live, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think about how this works, right? Because there's all these different ways people on YouTube get notified. But I think mm -hmm. when you go live, YouTube goes out of their way to send an email to you and, and do a lot of cool stuff. Do you think that this trailer thing is going to somehow maybe get you a little bit more exposure into the feed so that someone might click some sort of button that says, remind me, and then increase the likelihood they will actually see the show. Is that kind of the idea here? Yes. What I'm seeing developed as a social behavior for this specific live stream preview, if you will, is this trailer. You get the invitation, the link or the alert on your phone. You now click because you assume maybe they posted something or it's coming up. What is it about? Instead of just seeing a thumbnail and like to set a reminder and here's how long before it gets started, you can actually see a little bit of what's going on to, you know, intrigue and pique your curiosity. So you may hit the like button in advance and you can only set a reminder, but also start some dialogue around maybe, you know, in the comment section, if you will, or the chat and just start drumming up some excitement about it. I like that. And I would imagine that whole thing turns into the stream afterwards, right? So that yeah. that's really cool. I like this mm -hmm. a lot, actually. It's going to be a little more work, obviously, for our live streamers because they have to pre-record something. But I would mm -hmm. imagine they could do it relatively easily with their phone. It doesn't need to be some fancy kind of television quality thing. Yeah. Okay. So this is another live stream update, which is they're piloting the ability with some creators to actually sell stuff on the live stream. Mm -hmm. This sounds a little QVC-esque. I know I don't think you've seen it. I haven't seen it. But what do you think this is and what do you think this is going to make possible? From the details that I've seen is that they are taking a hit because of things like Amazon doing their Amazon Live. And so YouTube is like, we're the video kings and queens over here. What are you doing? And so that has worked exceptionally well for those that are doing Amazon Live streams. And they're also maybe simulcasting to YouTube as well. That's them trying to redirect this traffic back through their funneling system. And so it will kind of, like you said, that QVC kind of uh, esque, you know, vibe, if you will, to be able to click and make purchases and things like that instead of going to Amazon Live. So I think this is their way of, you know, trying to get some of that traffic and attention back to their home platform. Well, and just in time for the holiday season, mm -hmm. perhaps, right? Oh, yeah. I wonder how that's going to work. I hope that does roll out. That's kind of exciting. I think so. Okay. So a bunch of other updates. First of all, live chat polls are now available for everyone. Mm -hmm. What the heck is a live chat poll? Maybe you can explain this. For sure. So this is so good. So a few years ago, YouTube had regular polls that you could do on your recorded videos. And as somebody is watching at your designated timestamp that you went into the studio and specified, a poll would come up when you ask a question. Well, now, because that went away for a time, but now during a live stream, sometimes if you are just generically bringing something up, it's like, what do you guys think? Would you do this or would you not? That poll feature actually comes up in the chat. It's a specific colored box. It does stand out a lot and it will tell you how many people have taken it, what the immediate results are. And this actually adds a lot of engagement. I've been using this. It works really well on a live stream. How do you trigger it? How do you do it? I mean, like help explain mm -hmm. it to people because a lot of people are using, you know, maybe they're using a tool like we are to simulcast to different places. Like, is it easy? Is it complicated? How do, how do we actually do a poll? 
So I'm not seeing this being available through any third party services. You have to go to your live stream on YouTube and in that chat feature. So be signed into your actual main account and you see a little uh, icon that has like different a bar graph. You click on that icon and now you can type up what the question is, what you want the different results to be. Hit enter and it becomes available to everybody in the chat. Oh, that's kind of cool. So if you have someone helping you manage your stream, they could go ahead and have a question in there. Hey, we're going to add a question to the YouTube stream in just a second. Then you can respond based on the answers. Does everyone see the responses to the chat or do you just see it or how does that work? No, the, the chat actually sees it. So once you hit your response, you'll see the options and the questions. But once you actually make your selection, then it goes back up and it will say these many results and the chat feed continues. But it does dominate quite a bit so that it gets their attention when you initially post it, that is. Give us an example of how you use it, because I think people would love to hear a creative example of how this could be used. Like, what do you do when you use it? Sure. So somebody asked a question in a live stream. We were doing like a Q&A and I got really curious because everybody started to comment a lot about this. So I took it as that positive me too factor. So I went over, did the pop out chat so I didn't have to have the actual live stream playing included like how overwhelmed are you with creating video content? Very overwhelmed, a little overwhelmed, or I feel perfectly fine when I'm streaming or something. Hit enter. And I'm like, okay, guys, a poll just got put in the chat. Go ahead really quickly for the next, you know, 60 seconds. Let's really see how you guys are feeling about this. And I can see through the pop-up what people are saying. And that led to a video idea that's been, you know, recorded and it'll be coming out soon around how to deal with the overwhelm or the nervousness. So I think it's really, really good. It's just not asking a question. It's just not getting feedback from those in the chat, but actually having some data. We got 50 people on the stream, 26 said this, 37, you know, and so forth. Yeah. Uh, Explorer Marketing is asking, can we try this right now? I'd love to see how it functions. Well, I think the challenge is we are simulcasting this show to three different platforms. So it would be kind of challenging, but I would imagine we could in the future have somebody on our team doing polls just on YouTube. That's the challenge with simulcasting to multiple different platforms, but that's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Community posts. All right. What is a community post? And it is available starting next month, October 12th, 2021, if you have more than 500 subs. But what what is that exactly? Can you explain what it is? Yeah. So the community tab is a new feature that, well, it's been around for a little bit, but it's a feature that they've been constantly adding to, to actually get engagement to the community. So when you make a post, you could usually do a photo, add a GIF, link to an upcoming video or a live stream, or even an existing one, but really get more engagement with your community. You can do polls there too as well. So, but that had been available once you had a thousand subscribers and the 4,000 hours of watch time. So you needed to get into that YouTube partner program. Yeah. 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 So I, I got confused with community posts versus the community tab. So the community mm -hmm. tab is almost like their version of Facebook, right? Where you can post all sorts of stuff in there. Mm -hmm. So the news here is that they've lowered the threshold to uh, smaller channels, which is exciting for those channels. Mm-hmm. I just think it's important because now having the 500 subscribers, it not only makes it more accessible, but they're not even saying that other than just don't have any community strikes and things like that. And there's a few other things. So I'm starting to see YouTube is just like, OK, we're hurting ourselves by not letting people with smaller communities really engage. And so you don't have to be in a partner program just to further clear that up, because obviously you wouldn't at 500 subscribers. Uh, but if you do have those no watch time required, then you should be good to go on that. Now, I see a note here that says community posts will, will replace the discussion tab. Mm -hmm. What the heck is the discussion tab? Is that the same thing or is that something different? It doesn't have like quite the same functionalities and they would have to go to, in my experience of the old way that it operated, because that is pretty old on YouTube. You would have to go to that channel 
go over to the discussion tab, which is towards the end of all the things that are available on the uh, actual YouTube channel page. And then they would have to go there to actually have some back and forth dialogue. But nobody really goes there is what I'm going to say. No, no notifications or anything like that. But with the community tab, you do see that stuff in the feed, do you not? Yes. And sometimes you see the community tab posts ahead of even a video that that same creator around the same time would have posted. That's cool. All right. YouTube Shorts Fund launched. Now, we know TikTok has a creator fund and Facebook has a creator fund. So tell us more. What is this YouTube Shorts Fund? Yeah. So YouTube is now introducing for their vertical video content where creators that are specifically creating what they call unique content, which is basically don't pull stuff from TikTok with the watermark or Instagram reels and then just repost it, actually like make something for us or at least take the watermark off. And then you post it. And if that video does well, they have a whole fund separate from the partner program that you don't have to be a part of in order to get paid for those videos. Well, and when you say partner program, you mean monetization of your videos, right? Yep. So how does one qualify for this fund? Do you qualify? Are you part of it? No, I'm actually not, which sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> what they're doing is they've picked out about 10 different countries, the United States included, but they're designating what they decide. So the requirements are very loose. But what I'm finding to be true is you have to be producing videos of at least, I think it's like 180 days or 160 days or so. And then from there, if you've been making video content regularly, shorts, at least within the last 160 to 180 days, then that they'll choose who they want based off of more or less the reach that that video is getting. And then they'll pay you. Now, isn't it true that right now there is no monetization with shorts? Like they don't play an ad before your shorts like they do before mm-hmm. your videos and you can't. So this is the only way you're going to make money on shorts, really, right? In my experience, yes, unless they decide they want to change that at some point. But far as I can see right now, it's all about attention and engagement and adding an ad in there is just going to screw all that up. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, remember uh, to become the social media marketing strategy superstar for your company or your clients. You want to attend Social Media Marketing World. Check it out today at socialmediamarketing.world. We just opened up the doors. We have not recruited a single speaker yet, but we're working on all that stuff. It's going to be amazing. And by the way, if you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, in addition to Diana's, which I'm going to ask her to mention in a minute, be sure to also subscribe to the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Diana, if they want to listen to your podcast or they want to follow you on YouTube or anything else, where do you want to send them? For podcasts, you can go to the Video Simplified Podcast or even just search videosimplifiedpodcast.com. But everything you can find at dianagladney.com and then on socials at dianagladney as well. Diana, thank you so much for coming on. And folks, until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. See you all later. Bye, Diana. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.